Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Today we're going to be uh, talking about the Holy Spirit, our leader. Uh, Follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was leading people during the time of Moses. Uh, In Exodus 25, 8, we see the reference when he told them, saying, build me a temple or sanctuary that I can live in. He just didn't show up when Jesus came on the scene. And sometimes we get that feeling. Nobody talks about the Holy Spirit until Jesus comes. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit shows up. But that's not so It's the Jewish connection when God said, build me a temple that I can live in. He was talking about the people accepting and being led by the Holy Spirit. The prophets were led by the Holy Spirit when they spoke and did miracles all the time. The things that they gave out to the people, the uh, encouragement, the... um, when they were challenging them, that was all from the Holy Spirit. Some never make the Jewish roots connection, but that's what it is, that the Holy Spirit was always with the Jewish people, and we don't always hear that, that the Holy Spirit was with the Jewish people, but they were. He did the fire through God. <laughs> he led them through the desert. He did all kinds of things for them. Uh, most people just remember um, him showing up in the upper room on Acts 2 because that's what the only things that were taught. The Holy Spirit showed up in Acts 2. The Holy Spirit showed up when Jesus was baptized. Um, But that was just the fulfillment of what God was saying in Exodus. So he was, that's the connection from in Exodus to Acts 2 is a connection. Romans 8, 14 says, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I was reading the book Sparkling Gems by Rick Renner, and this is how he said, he said in the Greek, The sentence structure is actually reversed, and it reads, For as many as by the Spirit of God are being led, they are the sons of God. And I thought that was interesting, but I also thought that was right, because the Holy Spirit leads us. We don't lead the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And so when he changed it around, the Holy Spirit is at the beginning, and then we're behind him, because that is the way that it should be, like follow the leader. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us, but our human uh, will doesn't like the idea of being led. And we all know that so too well. <laughs> our flesh almost always wants to be to distrust guidance or instruction given by a person of position or authority. And our human nature wants to all the time just do its own thing. Remember the saying, question everything? <laughs> well, that's not always a good thing. <laughs> I love what John 14, 26 says. It says, but the comforter, our counselor, our helper, our intercessor, our advocate, our strengthener, our standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, this is Jesus talking, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall to remind you and bring you to your remembrance everything that Jesus told them. And everything that we read today in the scriptures, he's always bringing that to our remembrance as we read, as we study. Then we, uh, when things come up, instead of panicking, 
his word comes up in our mouth and in our memory and in our minds to help us go, okay, I know what to do, I know what to say, this is how I'm supposed to react, not the, react the way the world reacts, amen? amen? As children of God, we must learn to subdue the complaints of our flesh and stay in our place, <laughs> which is being directed and being behind the Holy Spirit as followers. Uh, we can't, we aren't, and we can't supposed to be in, in the front directing the Holy Spirit, which a lot of people, you know, God told me. Well, it really wasn't God telling them something. It was their mind telling them something. So they're out there, then they're wondering why it's, the, the thing didn't work <laughs> because they thought, oh, no, God told me. Well, if he told you, it would have been a success. So we have to remember that we are to follow the, his leading direction and guidance. Um, the mark of a mature believer is our ability to sense where the Lord is leading and then to follow that leading, no questions asked. And sometimes it's so hard for us to hear God speak to us and go, okay. <laughs> sometimes we hear and go, oh, that can't be right. You know, <laughs> because I went to school for this and I know this is the way that it says you're supposed to do. <laughs> but sometimes it's like, God doesn't do it that way. The Bible says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. They're deeper than our thoughts. They're more correct than our thoughts. And sometimes we need to go, okay, well, if I'm hearing that, then maybe I should go ahead and do this instead of what I'm thinking. Amen? The Greek word led is also the word for struggle. And when I read that, I'm like, why does led mean to struggle? But I thought, but in that instance... It, it really connects that way because that alone tells us what, what we'll have to deal with. Our flesh, our human nature always wants to lead. And so it's a struggle for us to get all that back in and keep our minds on what God says. Our thoughts lined up with his word. Um, the one thing I, I was thinking about when I was going through all these, and I was thinking, remember when you were young and you always played the game, follow the leader? You always wanted to be the leader because you got to tell everybody everything. And I hated being the follower because they would tell you the craziest things. <laughs> and I'm like, so that's what it made me think of when I was uh, reading and studying for this. It's like, yeah, remember that game, follow the leader? You had to do every single thing, no questions asked. And it was like, okay, I'll do it. But you were always fighting against it. And the next time I'm going to be the leader. <laughs> But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we just need to be the followers and let him guide us and lead us, and that way we won't get into so much trouble. <laughs> but it, uh, it's so funny because we must just let the flesh nature tell it, no, no, I'm not going to change what God told me. I'm not going to change what I feel the Holy Spirit's telling me and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. Pastor Tiz spoke about that at the last uh, Women's Night Out event that we had um, last month when she talked about her uh, how pastor and her thoughts had to line up with what the Bible said when she heard her diagnosis because immediately they tell you all the negative things and uh, so you have to process that and your brain's going like this and, uh, and you're going, okay, okay, okay because it's so hard to process all that but thank God for the Holy Spirit who uh, they listen to and they remember, he brought things to their remembrance for them to go, okay, we hear what they're saying, but I know this is what God says. I know what he said, he, the promises he gave me, that I am healed and I am whole. So they had to 
tell the flesh no and not panic and do what they felt, um, what the Holy Spirit was reminding them of, God's promises, what the word scripture says about healing. How, how am I going to do this? Well, this doesn't line up with the word of God, what they're telling me. So, Father, I'm just depending on you to tell me all the scriptures I need to know to make me get all those thoughts that are way out here, bring them into subjection so that I know I'm going to be focused on the promises of God. I'm going to be focused on what God says and not what I'm hearing that the doctors are telling me. And then look, they got a miracle because they stayed fast on the word of God and what the scripture said and let the Holy Ghost lead them and what they needed to do and pray about. Amen. This process of trusting the Holy Spirit's leadership, no matter how hard the struggle seems, is the only way to live a supernatural Christian life. And we see that around us all the time. Pastor and Tiz, other people in our church that had miracles. Uh, if it, it will keep us from encountering some things we really need to avoid. And I tell you, some people, um, some of us, have encountered some things that we wish we had listened to the Holy Spirit about and not done. <laughs> Uh, we should make it a goal to be tagalongs, as I put it, to the Holy Spirit to see where he's going, what he's doing, and how he's leading, and just obey his leading. Just as J Jesus emulated the Father's actions, we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, his prompting, his leading, and after all, it's our responsibility to tap into his power and wisdom, which is what Jesus said the Holy Spirit would do, bring wisdom, bring understanding, and bring power and it's a great benefit for us as a child of God to be able to live like Jesus did. And to do that, we absolutely need the Holy Spirit. Jesus, remember when he got baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him, but he didn't do anything until he was prompted by the Holy Spirit to do it. A different kind of leading is hearing the Holy Spirit's voice. The Holy Spirit leads us in a very subtle way, taking the form of an impression are nudging in our hearts or in our mind to do something, which I'm sure we've all experienced that one way or another. We just had to remember, okay, that's the Holy Spirit telling me to do that. I remember at one point uh, some things happened in my life, and I was like whining and yelling at God. <laughs> and uh, then I heard this voice that just said, I didn't bring you here to fail. And then I also heard a voice because I was thinking, man, I think I'm sitting here in my bed. I don't want to do anything. I think that's called depression. Well, that's terrible. That's not me. And then I heard a voice that just get up, you know. <laughs> and sometimes we just want to, I just feel bad. I just want to stay here. And I just want to lay in my bed and watch TV and cry and moan. But it said, get up. And it reminded me of Isaiah 60. I think it was the first voice that said, arise, get up off your face. <laughs> <laughs> it said, get from being prostrate down there, get up. And I had to do what that said. Otherwise, I could have been depressed and feeling bad about myself. And, and that's how people forget when they hear that voice to uh, say, okay, okay, I, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to follow that voice and, and, and do what it's telling me to do. I tell you, because that was a hard thing, because I had to realize, yeah. This is not like me. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to get up. Okay, I had, and I had to make myself get up because I didn't want to. Another one is, um, I think I told this story before about being mad at Scott. We had just had an argument and everything, and I was on my way to work, and I'm just complaining as I'm driving. I'm probably driving 70 miles an hour. 
because <laughs> I'm mad and I'm complaining to God. And all of a sudden I hear this voice say, it wouldn't be an argument if you kept your mouth shut. And I'm like, well, thank you, God, because I know I wouldn't tell that to myself. Well, that's the Holy Spirit trying to tell us something. <laughs> and luckily I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> but isn't it funny how those things come up in our minds and sometimes we just brush them off. But that was like, but I knew right away when it said, I'm like, what? Where did that come from? I know I wouldn't tell myself that. So I was like, okay, thank you, God. <laughs> so that's like crazy. And then, you know, he tells us things in dreams also sometimes. And I had a dream, um, boy, I think it was last year or something. And sometimes I don't always like these dreams. <laughs> but this dream uh, of walking down a riverbed, and I thought about, I thought about, I'm like, I would not be walking in the wilderness down the riverbed. <laughs> but it had me walking down a riverbed, and off in the distance I could see um, it was either hyenas or wolves eating on a carcass. So, you know, the normal people, you want to keep walking forward <laughs> to see. It's like, duh, don't keep walking if you see something eating. So I took a couple more steps, and, uh, and something told me, to stop and turn around. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so I stopped and I turned around to go back. And then when I did that, it's like the, the wolves or whatever were right on each side of my legs. And when I was walking forward, it was hard because they kept getting closer and closer and tighter and tighter, trying to make me fall. So I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, I can't put my legs. It was like my legs felt like cement. <laughs> and I said, oh, God, Jesus, you have to help me because they're trying to make me fall. And then this being or something bright over here showed up, and me, I'm trying to look at it, and you couldn't, <laughs> couldn't see the face, but I could see it. And I uh, said, and it just said, just keep your legs, lift your knees up high, a little bit higher and keep on walking. So I did that as I was still trying to look. <laughs> and then when I turned back around, they were gone. So, but it's so funny that, um, and then after that dream, I found out one of my friends had been diagnosed with lupus, and her, and her, and she came right to my mind after I had that dream, and then she had that diagnosis, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it's just so weird, the things that you, we have, and then it's like, okay, how it relates to other things in our lives, but it was like me wanting to see who this was and to totally ignoring the wolves or whatever it was on my <laughs> and and want to go closer and sometimes we do that in our everyday lives we say oh well, I want to go do this and so we you know barrel forward but the holy spirit said wait hold up slow down back up rethink your you know what you're doing and sometimes we need to remember sometimes it's the holy spirit stopping us and leading us, okay, don't do it this way, or he'll give you another idea or a different way to go. And we need to remember that because sometimes you can go 100 miles per hour and never hear what he's saying, and then it's the wrong thing. Learning to know the voice of the Holy Spirit and being led by him should be one, the main one of our primary concerns as a mature Christian and a child of God. He gave the Holy Spirit to us because we are children of God. It's all part of our long, lifelong pursuit to know him and press toward the mark of the high calling in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus depended entirely on the Holy Spirit's guidance during the earth, his earthly uh, ministry. He had to, preaching and performing miracles. And guess what? Every single thing Jesus did in his ministry, it worked. 
everyone was healed. Every demon was cast out <laughs> and uh, left for good. Even the dead rose to his command. I want, and I said, I, when I was reading all that, I said, I want that kind of success in my life. When I do something, you know, I want the Holy Spirit telling me what to do so I can do the same thing. Our Bible tells us greater things we should do than Jesus did. Well, I'm expecting that to happen. <laughs> so, you know, when we get up to pray for people, it's like, yeah, well, Jesus prayed for this person. So, you know, I'm expecting a change here. When I pray, I'm expecting something to happen in that person's life. The Bible tells us that the more and even greater things we should do. So why do we think that is? Because he gave us the Holy Spirit <laughs> to help us, that power, that wisdom. Uh, and it's our, he's our special friend, as I put it. The Holy Spirit's my special friend. He's with me all the time, and uh, I can't go get away from him. He is our legacy that from God. If the Holy Spirit leads us to act, we should act. If there's no leading and it's just our thinking, our emotion, then we should do nothing. I, um, in John 5, it tells us that Jesus, the blind men were there, and Jesus walked right by them. He walked right by them. They had to chase Jesus down to get him to heal him. Why? Because the Holy Spirit didn't give him the unction to pray for them. So he just walked by. He walked, and Jesus walked by many people. And people had to yell at him or, or run up there. The lady with the issue of blood, she was in the crowd. He walked by her. But the Holy Spirit didn't tell him to do anything. But she was led by the Holy Spirit to touch the hem of his garment. And then she got her healing. An example of God giving someone a rhema or a quickened word is when in Luke 4, uh, when he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Uh, the de every time the test came up, he was quickened by the Holy Spirit with a scripture to get the devil to leave. Uh, it was like um, it was like a, a waving it like a sword, the word, waving the word like a sword, uh, and it caused the devil to uh, leave. And uh, I like to read Ephesians 6 um, and 7 like this. The Spirit will place a razor, this is out of Amplified, a razor-sharp sword, which is the word of God, at your disposal anytime the enemy gets too close. The word, this, this sword's power will be available the very moment the spirit quickens a specific word for a specific situation you are facing. And I'm like, I love that because the word of God penetrates through anything. And it's like, yeah, anytime the enemy gets too close. And that's what Jesus did. When the enemy got too close and we started tempting him, he used the scriptures. And sometimes we forget we're, oh, God, I need help. And you're calling out everything, and people rehearse what the problem is. But the Bible tells us, and the Holy Spirit says, use the word. That's why Jesus said, according to scripture, or the scripture says, because that's the only thing that kicks the devil's butt. Amen. I think I can say that. Can I? <laughs> when we receive a raven word from the Lord, the Holy Spirit drops a word or scripture in our hearts, causing it to come alive supernaturally and impart special power and authority to us. And I love that part. Like, he gives us power. And sometimes we think we have no power to do things or to change things. But when we rely on the Holy Spirit, when we ask him to come in, when we invite him, I need you right now, Holy Spirit, to come. He's giving us not only wisdom, but he's giving us the power 
to correct the things we need to correct, to, to lead us through the path that we need to go on. Amen? That's why Paul called it the sword of the Spirit. And we never made that connection, which is the word of God. Sometimes we forget it's the sword of the spirit. It cuts through anything. It pierces it and causes things to change. Anytime or the next time you find yourself in close combat with the enemy, which we will, because he's always around trying to do something, take the time to get quiet and then listen for instruction because he wants us to react quickly. If we act, react too quickly, we can't hear the Holy Spirit telling us things. He'll quicken us. Um, when that happens, remember, you have just received sword power. <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, you know, when you look at little kids running around, they always have their swords, and they're killing and devouring everything and everybody. Well, you know, that's what the Holy Spirit gives us. He gives us that power, that sword spirit, uh, sword power, and we can do anything in the spiritual realm and sometimes we forget we think we're fighting in the physical realm but really we're fighting in the spiritual realm and some so when things don't go right in the in our our realm the natural realm we forget okay I'm not fighting here so it just hasn't happened yet I'm fighting in the spiritual realm and what's happening up there is going to manifest down here in our realm amen so just keep praying, keep using scripture, reminding yourselves, this is what I have to do. This is how we fight our battles. We, we fight it with the word of God. We fight it with praise. We fight it with thanksgiving in the spiritual realm. And then God will have our result manifested in our natural realm. Amen. Hebrews uh, 4.12 says, for the... Dang, I just started and it's already 924. <laughs> Says the word of God that speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the divining line of the soul, which is the breath of life and the immoral spirit and joints and marrow of the deepest part of our nature exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging every thought and purposes of the heart. And it's like, man, <laughs> the Holy Spirit can get places we never thought he could get. The word of God penetrates through every single thing in our lives, in our heart. Whatever's in our heart, it can get there and it can analyze it and change it and tell us what we need to do so we can say, okay, okay. I'm going to do that, but it's like, man, to the joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature. And how, you see people all the time who don't want to get saved. They're just fighting, but eventually the word of God will penetrate and get down, which, which is what happened to us. Because <laughs> I remember watching TV when we were getting saved in 84, Scott, and he was watching you know, Christian television, Pat Robertson, I said, I'm not listening to that. I grew up Catholic. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the Catholic church. <laughs> I'm not listening to that guy. And then, uh, and then I heard uh, the pastor we went to, Casey Treat, and um, I'm like, oh, my gosh. He read the Bible. I understood every single thing he said. It was so clear. I said, okay, well, I'll go to church with you to that church. But before it was like, no. And it's like, okay, but the scripture that I heard that I could understand penetrated <laughs> and got me to go, okay. 
<laughs> so it's like, man. So the Holy Spirit is with us and in us to help through troubled times, keep us from making the wrong decisions, discerning the right things to do. And this includes as uh, having to give an account of the things we do, say, and think. Giving an account. And just we sometimes forget everything that proceeds out of our mouth uh, when we go up to get judged He's going to play all that back. <laughs> That's why the Bible tells us be uh, quick to listen and slow to speak. Don't open your mouth until you're sure. <laughs> uh, he's there telling us what's right, but we have to, but we have to listen to be or be sensitive to his voice so we can make the right choices. That's why the scripture is so powerful than just than that I just read that it penetrates to the deepest marrow the deepest part of our nature the holy spirit who is relaying god's word into our mind and heart is penetrating through every situation and thought that we have to bring about life wholeness and god's purpose for us and pastor mentioned something about the holy spirit uh doing that in his sermon i think last week that the holy spirit is only telling us what he hears from god he's not giving us what he thinks He's going right to the Father, and the Father is having him relay it to us. And I, and I love just even thinking about that. Okay, God's giving him a message for me, so I better be paying attention and listening. Jesus poured his knowledge, understanding, and wisdom into his 12 disciples for 42 months. Can you imagine that, having Jesus talking to you for 42 months? I mean, it's like, Holy Spirit, make yourself manifest so you can just walk us through for 42 months so we could hear all that stuff too. Uh, and then when he ascended, he told them to wait, to tarry in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came, that the Father would send and clothe them with power from on high. And I like the feeling of that when the Holy Spirit comes and we sing the song, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place, to, for him to clothe us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet with his wisdom and his power. And I'm like, yeah, I want all of that. Uh, to be prepared for anything. The prompting of the Holy Spirit, when he comes and clothes me, I can do anything, and you know, like a superhero. <laughs> I like to think of it that way. When he comes into my heart, when he talks, I'm like a superhero, and I can do anything that I need to do to uh, do what God wants me to do for my purpose here on earth. Uh, we must pray continually in the Spirit. We can pray with the Spirit, and we can pray... In the spirit. When I saw that, I'm like, what? We can pray with the spirit and we can pray in the spirit. First John 2 20 says, But you have been anointed by you hold a sacred appointment from and have been given an action from the Holy One, and you all and you all know the truth, or you know all things. So we can pray with the spirit. Praying with the spirit is to pray with the the unction or inspiration and direction of the spirit. The, this type of prayer is done with our understanding. The second type of, or, of pattern or prayer is to intercede in the spirit. Jude 20 says, But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an, a structure or an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. So one we pray with the Spirit, with our understanding. And the second part is we pray in the Spirit, you know, by his unction and in the praying in your heavenly language, really. 
We build our faith when we pray in, in the Holy Spirit, which Pastor talked about praying in your heavenly language, praying in tongues, edifies us. It builds us up, which is what that scripture is talking about. Um, in our prayer language, it causes our inner spirit to be renewed and recharged. When we pray in our heavenly language, we are renewed and we are recharged. Paul told the church in Corinth that they should pray daily and continually. That's Ephesians 6.18. It says, pray at all times on every occasion, like today, in every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer and humble request. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. And we need to pray all the time, not only for ourselves, but for those people in ministry and for each other, each other, you know, all the Christians, because we have a task to do. And we need the Holy Spirit to do it because we can get mad. <laughs> I mean, we can listen to all the stuff the world tells us, and sometimes we just don't know what to say. So I believe that's why he told us, pray for all the saints in your heavenly language, because it covers everything. And when we don't know what to say, he knows what to say. <clears throat> Be alert so we have strength and wisdom to survive or combat the attacks of the enemy. Stay alert. He says, stay alert. So we can identify the enemy when he's coming at us. Pray in the Holy Spirit so we can combat that thing. And so it doesn't have to touch us. And I'm like, I love that. <laughs> When I can identify that as the enemy trying to attack me, and sometimes we go through life and we don't pay attention, but when you can identify the enemy, he doesn't have anything up on you. He can't surprise you. And then you can take the word of God and pray in the Holy Spirit, which is the perfect prayer. I remember that's when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, praying in tongues because I heard it was the perfect prayer. That means I don't have to think about what I'm saying. I can just pray in my heavenly language, and it's the perfect thing for that time. It's like, man, uh, did you know our inner our spirit is even alert even while we're sleeping? I read that scripture, and I'm like, wow. Even while I'm sleeping, the Holy Spirit is still working. And sometimes we forget when we're sleeping, we just think we're asleep. <laughs> but we're not. Our inner, our inner spirit is alert. Uh, and sometimes it's like, man, our body is at rest, but our spirit is still alive, working. It's still active, causing dream, the dreams and different things. And sometimes you wake up because you think you heard something or God wakes you up at 3 or whatever in the morning to pray. Well, that's your spirit getting, you know, tapped. At, hey, <laughs> you need to wake up and do this. And sometimes you're like, why am I awake? Well, when I, do, I used to do that all the time. Why am I waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning? Then I realized, okay, God, who do I need to pray for? And I just start praying in tongues because you don't necessarily know. But when you're praying in tongues, you're praying the perfect thing. You made that connection. Uh, Psalms uh, 121.4 says, He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Uh, that verse before that says, He who keeps you will not slumber. And I thought, I really like that. <laughs> he who keeps us, God who keeps us, the Holy Spirit is always working and waiting to do stuff for us. And I was like, yeah. God who keeps us or looks after us never sleeps, never sleeps. He's always there watching every move we make and every thought we think. 
so he can help us through our daily life, so he, we can live a supernatural life. You know, and sometimes we forget that. Our human spirit is eternal and therefore never requires sleep. I was like, okay. At times we are awakened from our sleep, which means at times when the spirit wakes us up to pray or something. Um, I remember one time, I went, another dream. <laughs> I woke up with this lady's face um, on my mind. And I'm like, okay, so I prayed. So I uh, got up and uh, went to the mall that day. And why did I see that lady walking toward me down, the, down in the mall? And I, I just went up to her, oh, hi. And I could tell by the look on her face, you know how people go like this. Like she didn't know who I was. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm Lydia. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I think, uh, I think it was just God telling me to come up to you. And do you need any prayer? And she just broke down crying because she needed prayer. But for me to have that face that I, so much in my mind that I thought I knew her when I saw her in the mall. <laughs> and I didn't know her from anything, and she certainly didn't know me. You could tell by her reaction. <laughs> but she needed prayer. And so I prayed with her in the mall that I would even go to the mall on that day to see her come and walking toward me down the other way. You know, I, I just love stuff like that. <laughs> the Holy Spirit uses our spirit as the microphone to relay his voice to our intellect and bring instruction, warning, and revelation. Believers who are filled with the Holy Spirit tend to express compassion, affection, and love in a more personal and intimate manner than others. And you think about that. Okay, the Holy Spirit makes me more sensitive to people so I don't yell at them. Because <laughs> me, I, I, I can just say things out, you know, boldly and just like, okay, well, you know, you're not doing something or, or you know, what in the heck are you doing? <laughs> but, you know, he helps, you know, bring that down to another level so I can say it a different way. And Nancy is so good at that, Pastor Nancy, because I can say something and then hear her say it back to me and she just totally changes it and makes it more, you know, comparable. That's something that people can, you know, swallow. <laughs> and I, I just love listening to her sometimes. And her favorite saying is, the emotions and what you're feeling, those things are real, but they're a lie. Because according to the word of God, they don't match up. And I, I love that because sometimes we get all emotional and all these things, and those things are real, but they're a lie according to the word of God. And so I always try to remember that when I want to get mad at somebody or whatever, those things are real, they hurt your feelings, but that thing is a lie and I don't have to accept it. Because of, <laughs> because of what the word of God says. He says, love one another. All the things we hear going on in the world today, you know, with everybody and all these race relations and all that stuff, those things are real, but they're a lie according to the word of God. So somebody can say something to you which offends you, now you have opportunity right there to say, Holy Spirit, help me, and, and don't take it. Because it can't be an argument. It can't be anything done. If you don't take of it and enter in, you can just back up and go, okay, Holy Spirit, you know, yeah, help me and just, and just go on about your way. And don't, and like they say, brush it off and keep on going and don't take that on you. And sometimes it's so easy for us to take those things on. And, uh, and that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to live a, live a peaceful life, a comforting life. He wants us to walk around 
thinking about him, praising him, thanking him that he's directed our paths. And so we don't have to worry about anything because we already know he's going to take care of it. And I, I love when he, they talk about the birds of the air. They don't care about where they're going to eat or anything. And we should be like that. Even though circumstances come up which make us do that. And that's when we go, Holy Spirit, you got to help me because I'm getting ready to worry. And people stress, stress you out. People stress you out. Circumstances stress you out. But we don't have to take on all that stress. We can pass that stress on to the Holy Spirit and on to God because that's what he's there. He's our comforter. <laughs> and sometimes we forget that. Okay, Holy Spirit, I know you're going to work this thing out <laughs> because I'm trusting you. The, the attributes um, of, the whole, of love, compassion, and affection are all imparted by the Holy Spirit and have a positive effect on those who receive him. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God is an unbeatable team. God's Word is so powerful, it impacts the rational and reasoning part of our human psyche. The Holy Spirit touches the emotional part of the human psyche. An example is when someone gets convicted and tries and starts to cry in repentance. We've all been there. Our love of God overflows and gives us a desire to love one another and other people, even when the world tells us to hate those that don't look like us. <laughs> the Holy Spirit also signals danger. He will give us a heaviness in our mind that's aching in our stomach or in our spirits at times, uh, when we get the feeling we shouldn't be in a certain place or the feeling of, of don't go that way, like that dream that I said, how many times have that happened before? A lot of times to all of us. Okay, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I, your friends are bugging you to go somewhere. I really don't want to go. But you go anyway, and then things happen that you don't want to happen because you went, you didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> God uses those feelings as a spiritual signal that there's danger of some sort or trouble in our path. So be sensitive to those feelings and ask the Holy Spirit to tell you what it is. So you already know. And it's time. In the back... Um, I have this paper, Seven Signs You're Filled with the Holy Spirit. Make sure you pick one up. And uh, next week I'll be teaching again, not only because I didn't finish this, but <laughs> because I'm going to go over the fruit of the Spirit. And thank you so much. Father, we thank you for your wisdom, for your power. And we thank you that we have gotten this stuff so deep into our spirits and in our inner psyche that we are warriors and that we can call upon you for every circumstance and every issue of life, and we thank you for it. Amen and amen. Amen. amen.